1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: A great Blue Friday to you Colts fans. This is the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast. I'm your host, Jake Arthur, here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Please give us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes as well so we can get more eyes and ears on our podcast. Thank you for joining me. I know this is later than usual, but Homeboy wasn't going to stay up late enough to make the overnight show happen. On this show, we'll break down the Colts' huge 34-17 victory over the Tennessee Titans, At Nissan Stadium on Thursday Night Football. It was a total team effort. The offense had over 400 yards, the defense held Tennessee below 300, and the Colts scored touchdowns on offense and special teams. The Colts now sit atop the AFC South as both the Colts and Titans are at 6-3, but the Colts obviously now hold the tiebreaker. The two teams will face off again in two weeks at Lucas Oil Stadium. Before we get into this breakdown, let's turn to our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you once again by Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Tennessee was a one-point favorite as of our pregame show, but the Colts wound up winning by 17 points. Hopefully you picked the Colts and picked the over on points, because you probably made a little bit of scratch on that. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll start off the main points of this game with injuries as usual. Coming into this game, tight end Jack Doyle was out as he works his way through the NFL's concussion protocol. I don't believe he logged any practice sessions leading up to the game. T.Y. Hilton, however, was back after missing the last game with a groin injury, and he looked pretty good in his return. Uh, The only injury of note during the game was cornerback Kenny Moore, who left the game with a rib injury. Uh, T.J. Carey came in and filled in for him and did really well. Head coach Frank Reich said that they'll look into uh, Moore's injury further on Friday. The Colts outscored the Titans 21 to zero in the second half after entering halftime down 17 to 13. The 21 point second half point differential was best by was the best by a team who trailed at halftime this season. It's the largest win in quarterback Philip Rivers' career when trailing at the half as well. Uh, that is brought to you by ESPN Stats and Information. Late in the third quarter, the Colts blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Uh, EJ Speed just pretty much went unblocked and uh, took out the, the punter's kick, and TJ Carey picked it up, scooped it, and returned it for a touchdown. It was the Colts' first blocked punt since Week 16 of 2017, and the team's first blocked punt returned for a touchdown since Week 13 of 2010. It was also the Colts' fifth defensive or special teams touchdown of the season, which is most in the NFL. Speaking of head coach Frank Reich, he spoke to the media after the game. Here's what he had to say all about his team's huge victory.
2: Okay, um, just a quick uh, injury update. I uh, had Kenny Moore with the Reds, so we'll get him an MRI real quick and uh, check up on him. Uh, really, really proud of the way the guys played, right? A complete team win in all three phases. Just came out aggressive, locked in. You know, we just wanted to get prepared. We knew we were coming on the road, division, a lot at stake, but really still just focused on getting better. Still got a long way to go, a lot of games to go. This was an important one, but it was just the next one. And uh, just like the way that we came out, more aggressive in all three phases, and uh, the players just got it done. So um open opening up to questions.
0: Kevin Bowen. Frank, what was the mood at half, and do you think that was the best half you guys have played all season, that second half?
2: Um, well, we finished the way we needed to finish, certainly, Kevin, uh, for sure. So, for this year, yes, it is, and uh, the mood was great. Um, you know, we knew, we knew it was, we just kind of came in, said this is what we expected, a, a tight game. It was going back and forth, felt like we were able to do some things, but we just needed to lock in and, and finish finish it off, which, which we did.
0: George Bremer? Coach, is this the Michael Pittman you expected to see when you drafted him in the second round?
2: Yeah, no, he looked he looked explosive. He looked like a beast with the football in his hand. Um, had a chance to get him going, looked good on the reverse. So, yeah, he, he did what we needed him to do today. Zach Kiefer? Rick, I know you guys always want to get Naheem involved, but uh, there were games when he barely touches the Ball in their games where he goes crazy. Um, was that a focal point tonight? Did you see him having this kind of an impact or was it just his night? It was his birthday. I mean, you know, I mean a little, little birthday present to him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, he just came out and he just he just had fire in his eye. I can't explain it. wrath coach Rathman came up to me on the sideline and said, Naheem is on fire. And I said, Leave him in. You know, I said, Leave him in. We'll just give him a break when he needs a break, but let's Let's ride it. Um, he was, he came out ready to play and he, he always does. But every now and then, you know how it is, you're in the zone, you got a little extra juice and Naheem had that today. So looked look great out there. When did Rathman tell you that, Frank? It was, it was early. It was in the first quarter.
1: Mike Chappell. Frank, we talked last week after the game, how it was an opportunity lost. Today was just the flip side, wasn't it? I mean, yes, it was one and no but AFC South implications and all this, isn't just more? Is this like one and a half of it? I know we're not.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it, it was a good opportunity. You're right, chap. I mean, it was um, a little bit of redemption from last week. But now I think they only count one. You know, we got a big another big one this week, and then again against these guys in two weeks. So um, this was important, though. I mean, it, it's one and zero, but we came in ready to play and had the right mindset, and uh, and then finished it off.
1: Bill
2: Erickson Frank, I hate to have to ask, but uh, with Al Mohammed Muhammad uh, getting ejected there, what did you see on that and and what's your reaction? Goal, I mean, I I tried, you know, I, I asked the official afterwards that you know, or right after the play, I what happened. He said something about somebody getting hit on the head. I, I wasn't able to see it, but certainly don't we don't condone that or, or like that happen, Stephen Holder. Frank, uh, really aggressive on the fourth downs tonight.
1: Um, just, I, I know you, you you skew that way anyway, but um, was there any sort of common thread between the aggressiveness in terms of your decision-making?
2: Just trusting the players. I mean, you know, look, we're three for five. I mean, we got to be better than that, honestly, in a game like this. Um, and, and you know, we, we had a couple, we got stopped on a couple drives, you know, some short yardage running there that was not happy about. Um, from both a coaching and playing standpoint. So we'll get that cleaned up, but just felt like we needed to be aggressive. I, you know I know Coach Brable, you know, he's going to be aggressive. You know, this is just one of those games. There's, Everything there's a lot on the line in this game, how to be aggressive in all three phases.
1: All right, we'll go two more. Jim Maiello.
2: Hey Frank, it looked like a TV broadcast caught the, uh, you have conviction written on your, on your play card. I was wondering if you could tell us why that is and, and how long you've, you've had it there. It's been there for it's been there for a couple of years, you know. I just not as a it's for me personally, right? Just a reminder to me, you know, to, to to play with conviction, to call plays with conviction, to you know have conviction in what we're doing, to have conviction in who we're doing it with, and uh, you can't flinch. And um, so that's just a reminder. On, on is that is that a word? I mean, I'm sure you you have that the whole time. Is that a word you look at on 4,000 in particular? Uh, yeah, to me, it's just important all the time. Um, it's important all the time, but yeah, when it, most certainly on the most crucial calls, that's really when you need it. You got to have confidence and conviction in the call and in the players executing it. All
1: right, last one, Greg Doyle. Sorry for everyone. Deadline, Frank. We're always asking you questions about Philip when he's not perfect. Um, he wasn't perfect tonight. But he was damn close. Would you would you fill me in on you know why he had the game he had tonight? What was working for
2: him? Well, you're certainly right about that. He he was he was perfect. I mean, he was had that feeling all week. You know, we got in the no huddle mode, and you know, just he and I have done a lot of that together. You know, over the years, and just we we talked about it during the week. He and I and Nick, and um, you know, he and I and Nick talked about it during the week, and then in the last 30, 24, 48, you know, 24 hours, just really decided to, you know, to be convicted, to have conviction about going with it almost the whole game. And, um, you know, Phillips just, he's in control. I mean, that puts him in the driver's seat, allows him to, you know, allows him to see everything and get us in the right play when he needs to, uh, which he did with regularity tonight. Um, I've just, he's just really good in that mode. And he was accurate, good decisions, good checks in the run game, um, good situational football um so he he was on point tonight for sure
0: offensively this was probably the colts best game of the year considering who they played they finished with 430 yards of offense which is the third time this year they've had at least that much they accumulated that on 69 plays which is 6.2 yards per play that's a pretty good mark they were 4 of 12 on third down which is just 33.3% not a great mark and of course that's something that just keeps keeps coming back on them but they did get really aggressive on fourth down. They were three of five on fourth down at 60%, which is pretty good. They were also three of six in the red zone at 50%, and they did not turn the ball over. In the passing game, Philip Rivers went 29 of 39, which is 74.4% for 308 yards, which is 7.9 yards per attempt. He had one touchdown, no interceptions, and was only sacked once and had a passer rating of 105.5. It was his third game this year with at least 300 yards, and his fourth with a passer rating of at least 100. With his first pass, Rivers needed just four yards uh, to pass Dan Marino for the fifth most passing yards in NFL history, and he got it. Uh, Marino had 61,361, so now Rivers is fifth place all-time in passing yards. It was yet another game where Uncle Phil was spreading the ball around. Uh, There were four players who had at least four receptions, led by rookie Michael Pittman Jr. in his first career 100-yard game. He had 101 yards on seven catches, as well as one carry for 21 yards. He's the first Colts rookie to have 100 receiving yards in a game since Dante Moncrief did it in 2014. Running back Naheem Hines also had 45 yards on five catches and a touchdown. T.Y. Hilton had 40 yards on four catches, and Zach Paschal had 33 yards on four catches. The Colts ran the ball really well. Uh, They totaled 133 yards on 29 carries, which is a 4.6 average, and they had two touchdowns, uh, one by Hines and one by Jacoby Brissett on a little two-yard quarterback sneak. Hines led the way with 70 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries. It was a career night for Hines, who celebrated his 24th birthday with the biggest game of his pro career. Uh, He led the team in rushing, of course, as we mentioned, and uh, also had a really productive day receiving as well, had a touchdown. Uh, He had a career high 115 yards from scrimmage, and with his touchdown reception, he is tied for the most touchdown receptions among running backs in the NFL this season with four. He is also the only player in the NFL this season to have multiple games with a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, uh, which he's done twice, and he has three multi-touchdown games. He's the first Colts player to have multiple games with both a rushing and receiving touchdown since Joseph had died at it twice in 2009. And according to NFL research, Hines is the only the second player since at least 1948 to have his first career game of 100-plus scrimmage yards and two-plus touchdowns fall on their birthday. Sam Congato did it for the Packers all the way back in 2005. And then now here is Hines talking to the media about his big night.
1: Naheem, what what do you think was the key for you in the running
2: game today? Uh,
1: Uh, Really just uh, making the most of the opportunity, uh, trusting what I see and trusting that big O line, and uh, really just being patient, just being patient and uh, just running where they are and – that's really what was the key to success tonight in the run game. All of us were really patient
2: with our reads and made the right
1: decisions. Zach Kiefer.
2: Naheem, Coach Rathen went up to Frank in the, in, early in the game and said, Naheem's got a fire in his eye. Just just let him go. You know, where did that come from? And, and was it because it was your birthday? Was that the secret?
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't know Rath said that. Dang, that's cool. You know Rath, It's hard to earn a compliment from Rath. Uh, you know he's old school, so that means a lot. But, uh, Really, uh, I don't. I really don't think it had anything to do with it. Uh, every week, I work hard and I prepare, and uh, I really feel like each week I make the most the opportunity. If I touch the ball twice or three times. I feel like every every game, I feel like I somehow make a play and try to have a positive impact on the team. So uh, that's how our team is. Uh, one week it may be JT, the next week it may be Jordan. And then tonight it was me. So uh, we're hard to prepare for, but uh, really just got to make the most of the opportunity. But two of the last three games, are you, are you showing? Are you showing what you can do in this league? Absolutely, I think uh, I think I'm a dynamic player, and I think uh, in space I'm one of the most dangerous guys out there. And uh, I feel like I'm a spark plug on our team. Uh, May not touch the ball, you know, a million times. But I feel like when I go in there, you know, it's a change of pace. And uh, they rolled the high hand tonight, and uh, it was just, the Lord blessed me to have the high hand tonight. And uh, just had to make the most of it. And, you know, when you carry the ball, you carry the fate of everybody in that organization the people before and after me. So uh, I took that with pride and just ran the ball hard. All right, two more, Mike Chappell. Yeah, now, nah, you haven't had as many birthdays as a lot of us have. Where does this rank on him? Oh, this is the best birthday ever. Like, I've got surprise birthdays and a lot of things, but I've never had a game. I've never played on my birthday, and I've never had a game like this on my birthday. I was actually scared because, you know, it was either going to be a good game or a bad game. So, uh, Lord bless me to have a great game. So, uh, this is, a, this is a, my 24th birthday is a birthday I'll never forget for sure. All right, last one, Jim Aiello.
2: Wait, right, I got to ask, why was it only going to be a good game or a bad game? Uh, may you repeat that question, please? I said, so, wh- "Why did you say? Why did you have the feeling it was only going to be a good game or a bad game for
0: you?"
1: Uh, you know, in a league either you're making money or you're losing money, uh, and I'm not gonna say it was gonna be good or average, but uh, I mean good or bad. But uh, I knew one thing: I didn't want to settle for average, so uh, I want to go out there and play great. And uh, you know, the Lord bless me to play great, so uh, really just happy opportunity, uh, and it's gonna keep praying for uh, more success. And our offense was moving. Uh, uh, Phillip and the receivers played great. Uh, I feel like the running backs as a whole, we kept them up front of the chain, so we didn't have a lot of third and longs. And uh, that secret is success. If you can have it third and five or less, it's a lot better in the league than when it's third and long. So I think we did a great job of that.
0: Defensively, the Colts held Tennessee to 294 yards of offense, which is well below their average of 384.6. The Titans had 60 plays, which gave them an average of 4.9 yards per play. And the Titans were 3 of 10 on 3rd down, which is of course 30%, and did not convert their only 4th down attempt. They were 2 of 4 in the red zone, and they too did not turn the ball over. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill had a relatively weak game passing the ball. He went 15 of 27, which is 55.6%, for 147 yards, which is just a 5.4 YPA. He had one touchdown, no interceptions, and was sacked once by Denico Autry. That was Autry's team-leading sixth sack of the year and his third consecutive game with a sack. Tannehill finished the game with a passer rating of 83.4. Between A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Jonu Smith, the Colts held the three of them to a combined eight catches for 102 yards receiving. So they did a really good job there. The final numbers on Tennessee's rushing attack turned out pretty good. They ran the ball 32 times for 157 yards, which is a 4.9 average and a touchdown, and that's beyond their 147.6 rushing yards per game average. They probably relied on the run a little too much in the end, especially late, uh, but it was about all that they could do. Derrick Henry, of course, led the way with 103 yards on 10 carries, which is a 5.4 average. He entered the game second in the NFL in rushing and is now first with 946. Colts kicker Rodrigo Blankenship connected on all four extra points and both field goal attempts from 24 and 43 yards, respectively. He now has converted 12 consecutive field goals. Well, that is it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for being with me, as always, after an outstanding huge Colts win on the road against the now former AFC South leader, Tennessee Titans. Remember to please subscribe to the show and rate and review us on iTunes. Like Fran and Alvin say on Affirmative Murder, you can just leave a review and say that you like potatoes. I don't care. Those subscriptions, ratings, and reviews put us higher up on the charts, so whatever helps us. Uh, We can be found on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Luminary, and more. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BelieveInColts, and me personally at JakeArthurNFL on Twitter and Facebook as well as jake arthur underscore on instagram. You can find my written work with sports illustrated at allcolts.com. Uh, for this little post game feature I'm writing about the conundrum that naheem hines in his usage presents for fantasy owners. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the show, please send them to me through email at, at gmail.com or respond when I send out the call for questions on twitter. Today's show was sponsored by bet online. If you're interested in advertising on Believe Podcasts, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Or if you're interested just in our show, please just shoot me an email. The Colts obviously don't play this Sunday, so it'll be a minute until you hear from us next, but we'll be here to break down the Colts and Green Bay Packers for you guys next week. Have a great week!